less grounds and I would uh, like kind of dilute it with water. Yep. And I'm like, and it would just be like perfect where like it would get me long lasting energy, like a slow burn the whole day. And I'm like, this is like, if this is what coffee is and I could drink this every day. Yeah. That would be more in line with an Americano. So I think that's ideal for your tolerance. All right. Well, now I, now I know Americana, you know, <laughs> I'm like a novice at this coffee game. So speaking of like, you know, indefinite delays. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk delayed, not indefinitely though. Just delayed by 21 days from this November date. I can live with that. Yeah, we can live with that. All those people who took those date the days off to play that game, I almost did it. Um sucks for them. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer, especially when like, you know, their Twitter account just said, "Yeah, man, no more delays." You know, the the game went gold. And uh, Cameron, you and you and I love CD Projekt Red. The, oh, our, absolutely! I mean, They're my heroes. They are the heroes we don't deserve. And <laughs> they have a great. Um, if you're on PC, good old games. GOG, their um, Steam equivalent to like a PC online store for games is fantastic. I mean, Cameron just made the sh- the jump from Steam to GOG. One of my best decisions this year. Yeah, I'm kind of considering it a little bit. I'm, Cameron's kind of convincing me here. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with all the games. Like the, I, I love older games. And if older games are optimized for Windows 10, that's kind of where I want to go. Whereas, like, here's a 16-step process to run Fallout 3 on Steam. And I'm like, nope, that's a lot of dope for me. Meanwhile, the folks at GOG are just like, oh, yeah, we'll do the work ourselves to make sure it actually runs on Windows 10. Here you go. Out of the box. Enjoy. Yeah. But the big news is Cyberpunk. Um, this is the... Th- third time it's been delayed we've gone from april to september to november to december and uh, a lot of people are hurt by it. a lot of people are upset about it honestly no one should be more upset than cd project red themselves because people don't realize this cameron when games are delayed companies lose a lot of money oh yeah they're hemorrhaging hard yeah this isn't something they take lightly like how many games countless video games Rather just get out, get out the door and just take a reputation hit for short-term sales and then just like, oh, just patch it along as you go rather than like a working stable game as it should be at launch. I'll make a glancing blow here and just say three words. No man's guy. I will counter that with one man's lie. <laughs> <laughs> no man's guy, Battlefield 4, Fallout mm-hmm. 76. Oof. The list is endless. And people get mad when these games come out and it's like either not finished or straight up lied. We should honestly applaud CD Projekt Red for delaying it. Because like, look, they lost money. I'm sure you've seen the commercials camera with Keanu Reeves with the November date. You know, the media machine was already going. They're missing out on a lot of like holiday sales. And Black Friday is canceled, I think. I'm pretty sure it's canceled. But that doesn't mean like there won't be like holiday shopping for on whatever surface level it's going to be. They miss out on a good chunk of that. They miss out on the November month date, which now totally belongs to Call of Duty, which, you know, yay for them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, I'm getting the new Black Ops, so I'm not cut it. <laughs> hey, man. I like history. Cold War, totally right up my alley. And I don't care if it's, like, directed by Michael Bay. I'll, I'm blaming it. But, <laughs> like, At least acknowledge that. <laughs> I, hey, man. I Certain Call of Duty titles, they just know how to tickle my spot and i'm like oh there goes 60 dollars now i can't say that for every year every quality someone i don't care for 
or something like mild interest. This one was like, mm, Cold War, eh? The 80s? Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about college. So they lose out. Steve Project loses out a lot of money. And mind you, like, they had to cut content. Like, you you know they're getting, they had to cut content. And they're crunching. And I hope this delay doesn't like, hey, developers, here's 21 more days of crunch. You know, because they've been crunching since, I think, September. And thank God they're getting paid because there's a lot of dev studios that, like, they crunch and they don't get paid. And it's horrible. It's a horrible environment. Yeah, this was a last resort for a company that was staunchly opposed to that whole practice. Mm-hmm. And on top of it all. On, on, on top of it all, they they pro- defiantly promised, like, no crunch. Because in the game industry right now, and there's a problem... Okay. Not so much of a problem, but it's a problem within the gaming industry culture where it's like it's expected it's expected for you to bust your ass for 50, 60 hour weeks and like 20 of those hours you aren't getting paid. It's like expected of you. Heck, Rockstar Games with Team Bondi, LA Noir, like that shit is notorious, a notorious crunching era where people like literally quit their jobs and like were mentally changed because of just trauma of like working in a horrible environment. And there's a lot of offenders to it, you know. When dozens of wives are speaking up about their husband's work conditions, that says something. Yeah. Sleeping at your office, not seeing your family, like, except for like one day a week. It's like madness. And see Project Red, I, I believe they're taking more criticism because, you know, yes, they were adamant and saying like, no, no crunch. We're not going to do that. And they they have no choice but to do it, unfortunately. And it's, you know. Yes, it does fall on them. They, they they did mismanage their development time or whatever it may be. Or maybe problems have come up in the game. Like, look, guys, video games are hard to make. You know, they're not they're not easy. Cyberpunk's a massive game. I just I'd rather have it come out ready to go. It doesn't matter when. This is one of those games where, like with Red Dead, with Last of Us, certain games where it's just like, no, delay as much as you want, delay as long as you need, just let it cook longer in the oven if it needs to be. Yeah, CD Projekt Red is the kind of company where they've earned the right to mm-hmm. take the Valve time, the Blizzard time for these kind of games. Mm-hmm. Well, Valve when they were a video game company. And Blizzard before Activision, Blizzard became a thing. So I guess a better example would be like Rockstar. <laughs> but yeah, and they've earned it. They've earned it with Witcher, with the Witcher series. And GOG. Oh, yeah. They are for the consumers. They are for the gamers. Look, man, they've earned it. They, they've earned it in my eyes. I mean, I just now get to play on December 10th instead of November 19th. It's fine by me. It should be fine by everyone. If you're one of those people who are pissed babies, upset, kicking and screaming, you know, like, dude, just it's going to be worth the wait. Like, like just relax. <laughs> Just play something in the meantime. Go through your library. It's 2020. We're all in our homes with plenty of time on our hands. Go occupy yourselves with something while these people take the three extra weeks to deliver a game worth releasing. And they're focusing on, and they're preparing for literally two different generations of hardware. Like in their, that's that's crazy. Okay, like we have. Let me let me let me break it down to a picture. Let me let me in, in, in an example as best way I could do it. You're making a meal. It is the most delicious meal ever. That's what everyone expects. The the best steak of all time. Now imagine that being like a full course meal, and you have to feed X amount of people 
at one table, X amount of people at the other table, X amount of people at the top end of the table, and X amount of people at the bottom end of the table. And you have to make sure everyone has the equal same portion and like delicious, tasty food. Everything has to be perfect. And it's not easy rather than just like for one side of the table or one end of the table or so on and so forth. Like they have to this and they have to make sure this game runs perfectly fine on all of those platforms, dude. Not to mention the, what is it, 12, 15 different languages they're all localizing in-house for? Mm-hmm. Working from home, mind you. They're not in the studio. They are working from home. So what are the consoles that are preparing for camera? Because it's just, it's just staggering. They're releasing for nine platforms at once. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One X, and the PlayStation 4 Pro, the Xbox Cess and sex yes <laughs> the ps5 pc and google stadia sorry dude i thought you said google stadia <laughs> oh you mean the google stadia <laughs> it's, it's, if you guys don't know that's google stadia's um you know soundtrack if you will i'd rather have a, a switch port of cyberpunk than google stadia so but they are preparing this game for all those platforms and skews and that's not easy. Like, and if you want an example of a game not doing it well, remember Battlefield Four, because <laughs> I remember Battlefield Four, and that one was also released for two different console generations. And if you bought Battlefield Four Day One, you remember Battlefield Four. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not easy. So they should take as much time as they need. Fingers crossed. Here's the hoping. Yeah, and one of the platforms, as Cameron mentions, PC. One of the, I guess, what, top two, right? Because it's NVIDIA and AMD who are like top two giants in the PC landscape in terms of performance, right? Would you say? Oh, yeah. Intel went to sleep four or five years ago. <laughs> Intel went to sleep. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, AMD had their lineup showcase for uh, their, I guess, quote unquote, next gen hardware. I mean. Yeah. Next generation of GPUs. Yeah. To my surprise, very exciting lineup. AMD and NVIDIA are the two giants. Uh, NVIDIA came out with theirs uh, lineup with a 3090, that Tony Stark level <laughs> of performance for $1,500. The 3080 was about seven, 800, and the 3070 is about 500, which by NVIDIA's standard for pricing, that's ridiculously cheap. You know, that's unexpectedly cheap. And AMD is like, hold my processor, check this out, and this is their lineup. Their big dog is 6,900 XT for $1,000, competing directly for the 3090. There is 6,800 XT, which is 650, competing directly for the 3080, which is 700. And the 6,800 is coming out for 580, maybe $600. That one's kind of poorly priced because the 3070 is 500. So I'm not really sure what their goal is for that one particularly, but... If you are a PC guy, you're really looking at that 6800 XT. That should be the feature that's sweet spot because I can understand if you want to spend $1,000 or even $1,500 on performance. I mean, it is a lot of money, but that 6800 XT, especially if you can sell your old graphics card, mm, you're going to Sizzler you know, with your performances <laughs> for sure. Yeah, this is the second generation of AMD's RDNA GPU architecture. Ever since Lisa Su stepped up as CEO for the company, the way Ryzen has completely shaken up the CPU market, 
if they're applying that same battle plan to their GPU lineup with the Radeon series, mm-hmm. I am honestly looking forward to it because right off the bat, the stats and numbers and performance metrics shown off at this event are very, very promising. They're definitely looking... Well, first of all, AMD is... I would say they're a company that's competing against itself. Mm. You see that with every iteration of, of the Ryzen processor when it first came out in 2016. So where we are now, and when that was announced just last month, the whole internet basically said, oh yeah, Intel's dead, rest in peace. So Oof. here we are now with the next generation of uh, the Radeon processor using the RDNA 2 architecture. And they're definitely looking very long-term, very self-competitive, and ultimately, we, the consumer, are the winners mm-hmm. for this whole war they're sparking up with NVIDIA. Because quite honestly, AMD has been on the backpedal with NVIDIA for two decades now, ever since the GTX graphics card first came out. So this is a refreshing shakeup. You and I, we have an interesting uh, setup going where we both have Ryzen processors. Mm-hmm. You have a 5700 XT, mm-hmm. and I have a GTX 1060. Mm-hmm. And we're both kind of considering jumping ship because of the announcements these past two months. Opposite shifts, mind you. (laughs) Personally, why I'm considering it is because, uh, mind you, dude, this 5700 XT is flawless, man. I don't need to jump anywhere. This bad boy can run any game. And if my monitor was a little bit better, any game at like near, if not max settings, no problem. Easy peasy. But how to explain these graphics cards in the 3070 and the 6700, think of those as your next-gen consoles, your Xbox and PS5s, times two combined. 3080, 6800 XT, imagine those being like you're set for this console generation, which is about like seven years, six years, however long a console generation really lasts. And then the 3090 and the 6900 XT, that's if you're good for the entire generation, plus a couple more years you're, you're good for a decade essentially and if you switch or change them out it is all on you and all on preference that's why i want to like consider making the jump because i want to be set for the generation and cameron's set for like a while and then like if cameron makes a jump it's like same thing like you know so that's that's why you know we're considering it but both nvidia and amd are fantastic i can't speak to intel i don't have too much other than like they're dead so, <laughs> I mean, everyone's told me that Intel's just like falling way back. And if you're listening and you're like a console gamer, you're like, dip, 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 we're going to listen to this. Well, AMD is what's powering your consoles for the PS5 and Xbox. So this is pretty still a significant deal even for you. So just saying, just saying, all right? These last two generations of consoles are all thanks to AMD. So mm-hmm. think about where you throw your insults around. Exactly. So mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> well, just mind them somewhere else. All right. Not at us. <laughs> I'm considering making this jump largely because AMD is very much looking ahead of time constantly. Mm-hmm. You see that with their road plan, their annual road plan with the Ryzen series of CPUs. And since they're quite honestly, obviously applying that outlook to the Radeon series of GPUs, I'm definitely curious to see where this goes because they've already got the 7000 series on track in design, as they said, mm-hmm. scheduled for next year. Both the CPUs and GPUs of the PS5 and the Xbox series are all AMD machines. 
mm-hmm. developers are working with and around this kind of hardware. So that's only going to get better over time. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting long-term projection, and it genuinely makes me optimistic. Speaking of curious and seeing where this is going to go, but possibly not optimistic at all, is Halo Infinite. <laughs> oh, that game. What happened this time? <laughs> Their creative director left. <laughs> the guy who's making the game is like, deuces, cabooses. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys don't know, the history of Halo lately has been uh, not smooth. So just a quick timeline. These guys, Bungie, made, created the Halo series. They made the first couple games. One, two, three, ODST and Reach. And all of them are highly praised, highly loved. Great games, fantastic games. If you haven't played them, play them. You're totally missing out if you're not playing them. The lore is fantastic. Everything's great. They moved on to Destiny. And we're not going to get into that shithole. But (laughs) we're not going to get into Destiny. And I'm holding back Destiny. So, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, add that out, Cameron, because I'm I'm really trying to hold back. (laughs) I'm really trying to hold back right now. You can add that out. Or leave it in. I don't care. So Bungie moved on to Destiny. So Microsoft basically created a studio of former, some of them were former Bungie heads who just wanted to stay and work on Halo. And a lot of them were like new talent as well with the old heads. And they called it Three for Three Industries. They made Halo 4, which I thought was fine game. The multiplayer was odd in terms of a traditional Halo where killstreaks were involved. And that just, it was just out of place. But all in all, it was pretty uh, fun, and it was the start of a planned trilogy of Halo games. I think the latest Star Wars films and how that turned out. Oh, that's that's actually pretty good. So, planned trilogy. Wow, Halo Fire is really the last Jedi of them. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is... You just blew my mind, Cameron. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Halo 5 is the last Jedi. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I never saw that. Uh, I'm going to course correct here because my mind's blown. Um, (laughs) So Halo 5, similar to The Last Jedi, there's a lot of hype. There's a ton of marketing money poured in, live action trailers, a live action TV show that was exclusive for the Xbox One, Nathan Fillion's in the game. Um, I forget the actor's name, but who played Luke Cage in Netflix. Uh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. Fantastic actor. Both of them are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it was continuing where uh, Halo 4 left off, which was, I mean, the story was interesting. But then Halo 5 looked incredible, sounded incredible, and all that. But for whatever reason, they changed their campaign structure to a very linear Call of Duty. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not Halo. And their big multiplayer mode, Onslaught mode, which was what they were kind of like selling the game on, was a pay-to-win microtransaction loot box card system. And as far as I know, they never fixed it or adjusted it or whatever. That turned a lot of people off. They try to... uh, Oh, and in between, they released the Master Chief Collection, which now it's a great buy. Now the Master Chief Collection is a great get. But when it came out, the matchmaking was busted. The games run like shit. You're seeing a trend here. It it just wasn't going well for 343. And Halo 5 was... um, kind of like tipping point where that one really divided fans personally i liked the story 
of Halo 5. I thought it was interesting. I mean, spoiler alert, Cortana is like the bad guy. And I thought that was really fascinating. How it was done, I thought it was really brilliant. But apparently I'm like the only one. <laughs> so they decided to kind of like, imagine, like Cameron said, imagine Star Wars trilogy. But The Last Jedi was so bad. And it is bad. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. Last Jedi is a piece of shit movie. Was so bad, Disney for the third one was like, you know what? We're just going to pretend Force Awakens and Last Jedi just didn't happen. And we're just going to do a new story. Well, that's great. But the problem is people like me are like, well, what the hell? We're not going to get the conclusion in that story? Who the hell are these guys? Wait, I have to play Halo Wars? What? Like, it's just, it's just You're seeing it snowball into more of a mess. And then they showed off the gameplay. Oh, man. Oh, Halo Infinite. I, look it up for yourself if you're interested. But the game looked like something that came out in 2012. And for, <laughs> it's pretty offensive considering you had Phil Spencer, Microsoft, Xbox, Mr. Xbox Man, say, hey, our consoles are going to be superior to the PS5 on paper specs-wise. And your showcase game, Halo, which is your flagship, which is the game that people, a lot of people care about comes out and you see the gameplay and just like well it, it looks worse than the previous game the previous game is on another generation of hardware so there's a lot of feedback that the game looks like but the craig memes oh my god the craig memes are amazing <laughs> it's it, it, it starts it starts snowballing so then they announce our multiplayer is free to play okay that's confusing because are you charging us 70 dollars for the campaign or can i just play the multiplayer without buying the game Wait, there's going to be a battle pass system, Microsoft, like it started to get even more messy to where ultimately Microsoft delayed the game kind of indefinitely. And the next piece of news we got is their creative director, I think his name is Chris Lee, just left or I think got fired or as Cameron told us off air, saw the ship and he abandoned the ship. <laughs> there's quite some smoke coming out of 343. I mean, after 4 came out, between 4 and 5, Close to a dozen of the senior staff, including the director, lead writer, lead, whatever, all the senior staff pretty much jumped off the ship. And that's why Halo 5 felt so misdirected and mismanaged is because they had to suddenly promote all of the junior staff into these senior roles. And nobody could quite point in the direction and say, that way. Instead, we just get smoke and hushed voices while people are jumping off. Yeah, so... When there's a lot of like changes from the top and game looks like butt, it just doesn't bode well for the series, for the future of the series. And uh, look, we're not trying to shit on the game. I hope it comes out and I hope, I hope I'm totally wrong. And it's an amazing game. And it's like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, whatever. But it's just super concerning when like, it's hard to explain this. Cameron, would you agree that, Peak Halo Mania was way, in terms of popularity, way past, like, say, like, Fortnite. Like, you, because you're old enough to remember Halo Mania. Yeah, the peak was, I would say, three. Like, two to three. Yeah, two had a huge, huge marketing pull. Three had a huge amount of numbers. And Reach, while lesser, still had a lot of buzz. So I'd say it was around three when the peak Mania was going. Like... We had so many games where that were dubbed the Halo Killer. That's how crazy popular this game was. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was called Metal of Honor Killer, but I think it was also like Halo Killer. I mean, people, any first person shooter that came out was like, it's the Halo Killer, you know? Like, so many games were dubbed the Halo Killer. And that's what, I mean, there, there was even like Peter Jackson rumored to direct a Halo movie. <laughs> like, freaking Lord of the Rings. Like, this is, it was madness. Peter Jackson, Neil Blomkamp, the guy who did District 9 <gasps> and Chappie. Yeah. Oh. What, what the hell happened? Like, what happened? Seriously, like, what happened to Halo? it's just i'm not even a big halo fan but it's just a it's always a bummer seeing like a franchise go from top of the world to you're a meme that's just that's sad yeah my whole feelings at this point is just a red letter media meme how does it feel to have lived long enough to see all your favorite franchises go down in flames feels great oh (laughs) yeah that's a wow that that nailed the coffin on halo (laughs) wow I have nothing more to add to that. <laughs> I already got my salt with Mass Effect. So here we are now with Halo. Yeah, Mass Effect, Halo. Well, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We're not <laughs> going to do that today. Not today. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. So, But for Halo, hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully they turn it around. As Microsoft's been doing an amazing job with Xbox, but they, they need Halo. I mean, they just needed to be good. And the gaming industry as a whole is better if Halo's better. I, I I think, in my opinion. Yeah. That's our uh, news for the week. Wasn't much, but each story was pretty beefy. That's it for us. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Be safe out there, and just be cool. And thanks for playing.